2: In today's video, I want to review where we're at in terms of selecting our best overall players. This was in round 13 when we were going through all of those guys and we had the, the best options that were playing that first three weeks, so 13, 14, 15, missing 16. Uh, we had all the all the Parramatta guys that were good and we had the Origin players here. And I just want to review where we're at and see if that actually changed much. And if you were selecting those top guns, at that point would would things have changed much and we look at the hooking position and and we had Robson up top with Tanner Boyd and and Tanner was absolutely killing at that time Robson was that really really good selection given he played 13 14 16 and 17 there and and Boyd did that did those uh did that pick change with uh with Reece there and unfortunately you know having him through the last few weeks hasn't been that great um, and, and Tanner Boyd has been solid, but you know since that point when we're talking about him in thirteen, he hasn't scored as well as what he was in that sort of month stretch there. Harry Grant at number three, so he's still clearly been that top selection. But the whole you know hooking position in general hasn't been that great. We had Cook at number five, given he was you know one of the higher scorers, the higher average type of guys. He ended up not playing Origin, and you know in that first game and being a good option. So a lot of things changed in that in that period there. And then Jerry Marshall King has just had an absolute time of it, hasn't he, with his injury. So not great on on that front there. I'm also going to go through it, you know, when we do go through each of these sections, just show you who are the guys that are now going to be the best options come round 20 and round 21 to finish off the year with as well. So in the hooking position, I wouldn't be changing any of those guys. There's a few of the the cheaper guys, obviously, in Brennan Hans and Simkin. these types of cheapies that are a solid one to play in in this week. But other, other than the guns, it'd be Harry Grant up top. And really, from there, it's probably Boyd that comes in second if you were looking at guys to you know, to pick this week, obviously. But um, you know, going forward, it might be Grant Cook might be the second best scorer, uh, and then Robson and Boyd are probably going to be pretty similar around that sort of 46, 47 to fifty mark, most likely. And JMK, I think we need to avoid him at this point as well. Um, yeah, with the midsection, we'll get into in a short second, but let's just go through the the buy planner at this point. So we do have you know. Eight rounds left now. We've we got no nine rounds left with with nineteen all the way through to seventeen there, and yeah, there's a bunch of teams now without any buyers. There's still, the three teams there in in tigers in um, in sharkies there in titans that are you know, don't have any buyers anymore, which is very very cool. We have one more team gone with a buy now with with eels, and they have their last one in that last round there in round twenty seven. So just be aware of that with the Parramatta side. Um, every other team. Under here, you can see, has a buy either this week or one in 20. And then it goes down the line again from round 21 through to 26. And then the Eels in 27 there. So just making sure that you are looking at those type of, of players. That if you can, don't have any more buys to come. It's going to be so helpful with, for us with the, the, the lack of trades we have available. I imagine the majority of people now after this week, round 19, will probably have the zero trades remaining. And then eight will come in from round 20. So that's one per week from there. You'd imagine you use sort of three or four to, to make your team as good as possible, and then you have three or four left, four injuries and suspensions. And you know, for five or six weeks there, that's not a lot of trades. And when you do come up to some of these you know, really important buyers, like the Warriors, for example, I have three players from the Warriors. I know a lot of you will probably have at least one with Johnson, potentially Torhul Harris as well. In that one, and, and that's you know, two players out. And if you have one or two guys that's uh, suspended or injured, or that uh, you don't really want to be playing, like a Seb Chris that a lot of people are talking about, uh, it could be, um, yeah, you know, maybe you don't really want to play Brennan Hands, or you have uh, another cheapie that's you know, Ben Chaboyovic or Samuel Lafayette, or something like that, he's not going to play, or is going to be a bench guy. So that's when, um, having that extra trader two in, in around 22 is going to be pretty ideal to be able to trade one of those. You could potentially trade one of those guys. You know Johnson around 22 could be good to go straight to to Cleary. You're trading a, a straight swapping a keeper, but someone that misses that game and you're upgrading to Cleary as well. Bulldogs around 23, I don't think it's going to be a massive issue. Cowboys around 24 could be if you're still holding to a Robson Drinkwater that kind of style there for sure. Around 25 and the Broncos, we're likely to have you know Payne Hasses, the Carrigans, potentially Wolves, these types of guys, and then Rabdo's in 26 with a few guys. Maybe you're going for Cam Murray. Uh, that kind of player there, and then round 27. I've got four. I'm likely to have four eels after this week, so I'd at least want to have one trade in that one to just to make sure that I can yeah, trade one of those guys out because I imagine at that point we have a, a resting and injury something going on. So, yeah, the eels in the last round is going to be very, very interesting on that front. But, uh, yeah, let's go through some of those keepers that we want to be looking to bring into our side and, and see how that compares to the um I'll go to the Fantasy NRL page and, and, and slot through and sneak talk through them as well. So, the mids. Our best options are Payne Haas. Isaiah Yo, top two. And I think that very much hasn't changed at all. you got Madison in at number three. So, that was at that time before his injury. So, since the injury hasn't been that great, I'm ex- actually expecting him to score really, really well this week. So, if, if you're needing a mid, then Madison, I think, is a pretty solid option there. Hopgood in the dual. Obviously, mid and edge. He's a a great pick. I think he'll stay up there, and I think he should be in most sides. Given the dual position flexibility, when uh when other guys have buys, it's going to be really, really helpful. tohu Harris, Horsburgh, and JDB. So Hors and JDB, I'd have it ahead of tohu Harris, obviously with um you know JDB having a buy in twenty, same with Horsburgh but nineteen as well. Puts Harris a little bit more important than Horsburgh right now, but I think you know the mid position is very well stacked, uh, and there's really not too many other guys that you'd be looking to select in that middle position there. So we're just going to have a look. And and guys like Tino uh, could be really good. You've got Carrigan. You've got Adam Finnell-Blake and Nat Butcher, along with Joe Tarpani and Mo Fodawaker. Cam Murray is the cheaper option there if you do want him in round 21. But other than that, that's all I would be looking at in the middle middle section there. But I think most people are pretty well right in the midsection. There's so many guns available, and and all of them are going to do a really, really solid job for you and your side heading into the next bunch of weeks, that's for sure. Let's looking at the edge position now and, and Dave Fafito still the number one selection by far. Is that I think we know it's pretty clear to have him in second. And then, you know, you've got Frizzell, Bateman, and Hudson Young. So at that point, Frizzell was scoring really well and likely not to play Origin. He then got moved to Origin and things changed a lot. He was scoring super well there in the fifties each and every week. Bateman really really well and he was that other option there in round 13 that people were going for if we remember that right and then Hudson Young was scoring super well and again made origin so Frizzell and Young really got pushed out of the, the best selections unfortunately just because of their origin selection in that one so both of them all up there as the second highest it's not in my side but yeah I got IPAP Bateman Hopgood just for
1: a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Yeah, for you guys looking there. And then, yeah, from there's like Nat Butcher, if he can keep his spot. Britt Nicker has come into cont- uh, contention there, along with um, Preston. Both, you know, two guys that you could have in that top five very clearly. Very close to you know the length, the heights that, that Hudson Young or, or Frizzell are going to be. So either one of those two can, um, can fit into that well. Um, would you replace Frizzell or Hudson Young? Maybe. You'd definitely like replace one of them with, with Nicaragua and then Preston would be at the same level. So yeah, it's probably all you want to look at from the edge perspective going on from here. We will move on to the halves. Let's go back into the spreadsheet there. And go through what we're at. So halves, Hines, Cleary, DCE, Munster, Moses, and Johnson. I really don't think that changes too much. That order, hmm, yeah, probably not too much. But again, DCE just showed his class in the weekend. Munster fairly cheap as well. Moses and Johnson all ha- very happy with all of those potential options uh, for your side there as well. Let's go back up and have a look at that. Uh, yeah, Dill Brown. It sounds like he's got seven weeks, so he can be back for the last three or four rounds. But I think it's he's a very expensive and and they have a buy in the last round, so. Not exciting there. You've got Burton after his super low score. Not going to be a great option at the at the break even. The team's playing really poorly also. I'd be avoiding him there. Um, yeah, guys like Dearden could be an option there. Obviously, Hughesy Cog has been killing it for those who grabbed him. Man, that's a tough break, that one, isn't it? <laughs> uh, the half position, that that's done there. There's, yeah, really not too much else there. Most people are going to be fine in the halves. Probably not this week, but overall, I think um, going to be pretty fine in the halves position overall there. Center, Jack Bird. I think we're go, going to have to put a line through him. Manu and Penasini, two and three. So, they're my, they're my current centers. um, And really happy with them. So, yeah, I think they can stick at two and three. Lemuelu is not no longer at four. Unfortunately, he is going to fall out of this list, I'd say. He's kind of, yeah, it's, it happens that way with these guys when they get their full stint uh, in, a, in a position there. You see even Zach costing they're giving him some rest time. There's games he doesn't score super well. All that kind of thing. It just happens over a period of the first year, especially in the forwards, it seems. You yeah, know, more than the outside backs. The outside backs seem to have a really good entirety of the year. The reason why Bull is struggling at the moment is more his team rather than himself. He still looks electric. But, um, yeah, the, the forwards seem to start missing more tackles and something like, yeah, stuff like that. You see that with the hooking position as well. They, they could be really strong 40 tackles, one miss, and then they'll miss like seven or eight, six, five. You saw that with Jaden Bradley a bunch of years ago. So, yeah, very interesting there. Gago and Graham. So, Graham, just the injuries kind of hurt him, unfortunately. Uh, other guys you look at in the centres, obviously Brabham Best is out at the moment. Isaac Tungol he comes into clear calculation over the next few weeks. Fineworth is one of the best each and every week. Two tries in the weekend. Val Holmes uh, obviously a good option for the run home as well. So other than that, there's really not a lot to look at. I'd say Lomax obviously is a half an option, but you know his position in the team is, is kind of in a in a weird space just with him and yeah uh, you know, sounding like he's not going to be the club saying he's not really going to be needed long term, and then. Flanagan um, comes out, so go. Like, oh, we'll try and work with him, and yeah, I don't know. this a going on. He got dropped early in the year. This that's a very tough one to to kind of work out there. And then we'll go into the wing fullback spot to finish things up for this video. We just only had three at this point. It was Latrell Mitchell, Dylan Edwards, and Tedesco. So Teddy and Edwards, I think, stay. Edwards hasn't scored very well at all, really, since that time around uh, thirteen. I think was. What they, no, they play 16. So, um, yeah, he was just one of the better wing fullbacks at the time. The trell is still not back at all, which is sad. But we do have guys like Drinkwater that have come into, you know, beer contention, obviously. Uh, I have moved a few of my players before trades, which is cool. i um, just waiting for team list now. Drinky's on my um, on my bench there this week. Obviously not playing, but uh, he's one of those top guns now. And you're going to want him in your side. Chanson Cookstar has been solid, but he's out of the top five. It's going to be Garrick. It's going to be Greg Marzu. It's going to be Javain Sarko. Um, in that in that sort of top five there. They, they're going to sneak into that one. Um, you know, Gutho's been really solid. Walsh, he'll be there at some point. But, um, yeah, obviously after his ex- uh, extended break. And then uh, no one else from down here. There's a few mid-ragers and stuff that, you know, could be a good option this week. I know some people are looking at Ronaldo Malatalo. There's, um, you know, Talakai, Will Kennedy, all those guys that, you know, they're coming up against a, a pretty weak, um, you know, Tigers this week. You know, they're, they're the kind of players you can look at for certain weeks. And, you know, they're, they're a team that has no more buys for the rest of the year. So, yeah, you can look at those mid-rangers. There's heaps of cheapies. Well, heaps, I want to say heaps, there's a few cheapies to look at, which will do a job as well. And we'll get into that video tomorrow um, once we get into the uh, the big buy, hold, risk it and sell. Hope that helps you guys. And it's cool to uh, just go back and actually review my, my notes from um, – from round 13 or heading into round 13. I think it was like after round 12 I made that one. And uh, majority of it has stayed the same, especially in you know the mids and the halves. Things have changed a fair bit in the wing fullback position, but that seems pretty normal. Uh, Centres as well, a little bit of a change. And um, yeah, the hooking position just didn't work out exactly as we wanted to all year. So hooking position is going to be a really, really interesting one next year as to how we play that one. It seems to, you know, some of the other positions have, have been a lot better than the hooking position this year. Obviously, the mids has been great. Edges, for the most part, um, and and halves has been the big one. And, and then the, the wing fullbacks always seem to go on a bit of a run. But uh, that's that video, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, keen for those team lists tonight. Hopefully, they are good for us.